Welcome back to the Childhood Cancer Perspective. I've finally been able to wrangle my wife so that we could do this episode I've been talking about for weeks, and that is the 80-20 rule, which is that 80% of couples that go through a child loss or traumatic event in their life, the couples do not make it. And a very small percentage of 20% actually do somehow survive through it. So I wanted to be able for us to talk together to the people about why you think or why I think that we survived. And that glowing look on your face right now. Pure dumb luck. There it is. Is kind of what I'm thinking is is what happened. Yeah, pure dumb luck. All right now. Now make sure you talk right into the mic oh. there, okay? This is our second chance to record in this episode because it sounded like you were in the back room over there earlier. So the main word, tolerance, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. We will tell you throughout this episode that we definitely do not have all the answers, nor do we know the right answer for why it is that we survived through the tragic loss of our daughter after a diagnosis with brain cancer. However, I think we can give some insight as to why we think that we were able to come out on the other side positively versus coming out in the breakup of a relationship and a broken family. So... To begin with, how did your parents, or how were your parents, they were together when you were growing up, correct? Yeah, um, growing up, my parents were there together all the time. Um, they both had full-time jobs. In fact, my mom actually worked multiple jobs, so we didn't have them, my brother and I didn't have them home together all the time, every single time, but I grew up in a two parent household right and i of course did not my parents divorced when i was six uh right after my sister was born and it was it was a broken home you're right you said it absolutely broken home and we were latchkey kids too and it was and i was never i never even took the bus because i fell asleep on it one time when i was in kindergarten See, what you're doing is you're finding out the real people in this podcast now or you're finding out the true stories one day we'll have a you know, we'll have a little bit more of a Q&A about how her childhood and, you know, the and, you know, chips in the dishwasher. You, you guys want to... <laughs> Stop it. You, you guys want to hear the stories, I promise you. Uh, but, yeah, she, her parents were together. My parents were not. I think that, you know, her view of marriage was different than maybe mine was. And I think my wanting to to never have a marriage end in divorce came comes a lot from fear. Uh, because I don't want to end up like that. And I know that my parents, when we were young, you know, did what they could to make it not as bad for us in the transition of their divorce, but it was not easy. And I never wanted that for my kids. I never wanted to ever think that the person you fell in love with would not be the person you were going to be with for the rest of your life, because I thought that was what marriage was. And I... I had a completely different outlook on it. Um, I, Like I said, I grew up in a two-parent household, and maybe it's my Catholic background, but when you take the marriage vows, you know, you, you it's going to be a one-and-done kind of thing. Like, you, growing up as a little girl planning your wedding, you only plan one wedding. You don't plan, you know, two or three different weddings. Um, you know, marriage vows are for life, sickness, health. Rich or poor, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I took it to heart. Right. And we, 
we kind of had, I think, our relationship was a little bit unique because I think that from the very, very beginning of just talking to each other before we started dating and then before we ultimately, you know, were married, is I think we kind of had the deck stacked against us. And we, we, shouldn't, we should not be together, right? We shouldn't be a couple. We shouldn't have lasted because we're, oh, 100%. Because like, we're an internet relationship. Right. It, it shouldn't have worked. I, I literally met him in an AOL chat room when I was working as a receptionist at my dad's real estate office. I was bored out of my mind. I was sitting there catfishing people all day long. That's right, Neve Shulman. Watch out now. <laughs> um, and I, I, he, I think you were the first one to message me. And I figured, well, let's see how this plays out. And, you know, you were had just gotten your heart broken by somebody that you fell in love with. I had just gotten my heart broken by someone I had fallen in love with. And, you know, we just started talking. And it was one of those things where I... I knew that I liked you, like wholeheartedly liked you before I even knew what you looked like. Right. And it, I didn't have that feeling right away. Um, it wasn't. No, you didn't even want to date me because it was long distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. It wasn't until I met you in person mm-hmm. that it was your, it was your innocence and your kind of, reluctance to kind of come out of your shell that I, for whatever reason was just was was something that I was attracted to and it was it was something that I fell in love with right away and it from that moment I think we have kind of you know we kind of moved fast you know you you turned around and you moved to Florida which is where we met and then you know you were in Orlando so you were going to college and I would come up and see you once a week and then, you know, we moved in together and then it became, and then we got married and then we made a huge decision and we moved across the country. And then, you know, we just kind of continue our life that way. And it's always been kind of, you know, hell on wheels. Like just, we're just always moving. We're always, we're always doing something. We're never sitting still and we're always pushing forward. And I kind of yeah. like to sit still when I have a chance. Which, but we don't ever have that chance. Like most of the time, we don't have two seconds to rub together. I know. Um, but, but what we do, you know, to really keep the relationship happy and healthy is is a good is a good dance party or oh, or, or, or song and dance in the kitchen. You know, when you're making dinner, you totally just break out in song for no apparent reason. It's all it's all about you know. I'm not saying that we get in there and slow dance. You know, but we definitely get in there. And that break, would be we, weird. It would be. That because be that's not weird. us. No. But we definitely get in there and break it down. You know what I mean? Like, I wish, well, I guess I'm glad there's not cameras in the kitchen, but we definitely break it down. Um, and, you know, we embarrass our kids. Like Sometimes I, they join us. Yeah, you know, a little bit <laughs> here and there, you know. But I always say that if you're not embarrassing your kids, you're not doing it right. Um, but I think that, honestly, that we just, we play really well off of each other. And I don't, you know, obviously, you know, when when you go through a tragic loss, like, you know, the loss of a child, you the emotions are going to be all over the place and both people are going to feel it differently. They're going to um, accept or understand it differently. And it's, it's about trying to find out where you're hurting and where they're, you know, they're, they're accepting it more and kind of, you know, becoming the two pieces of the puzzle to, to get through it and remembering why you fell in love in the first place. And that's what you have to go back to, to really truly understand why 
um, you're understand how you're able to make it through something like this. She's staring at me now because she doesn't know what to say. So she's just going to let me keep talking, even though she told me I talk too much. A little bit. There, see? A little bit. She says I talk too much, but then she just lets me talk and ramble. Um, But I wish you could see her face right now because this is kind of... (laughs) This is how we do it, okay? We laugh at each other. Um, A lot of the times we, we tolerate each other. Um, we love each other dearly, right? Sometimes. There you go. Um, and we do, we do the best we can to show our kids what true love really looks like. And it is tolerance and it is dancing in the kitchen and it's, and it takes too long to break in a new spouse. There you go. It really does. You you got it. You, you know, you're, we, we know what each other likes and don't like. Um, we like to irritate each other with the things that they, we know the other one doesn't like. Don't look at me like you don't do it, um, and I don't try to irritate you. Sometimes you get a you get a you get a bug, and you want to just you're just in a mood, and it's just it is what it is, okay. and sometimes you just have to roll with it. All right. See, see, she's not you know she knows, she knows she's been caught. I understand, right? No. No. Okay. No. You say something, dear. Go ahead, throw it in there. What am I supposed to say? Throw something in the ring. I don't know. You give me a topic to start on, we'll go with it. Do you still love me today for the things that you loved me for 20 years ago? Probably not. There you go. What? <laughs> what? What have I? What have I been a, as 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 your husband, as your spouse, as your partner in crime, and all of this? What have I been able to offer you to help you deal with the loss of Jace? You take out the trash. Oh, jeez. So there's no real seriousness in what in what we do. A lot of it comes. It, it ends in jokes and it ends in laughter. And oh I god, think, if we had a serious conversation, something would be weird. And we something tr- would be off. We really try not to, um, as you can tell. This is definitely a serious subject, but I think a lot of the reason why we get through. Life is because we're able to laugh at each other and laugh at ourselves. Um, most of the time, I'm the butt of the jokes, and I just kind of roll with it, and that's fine. But, you know, it, it, most of the time, if there's a serious thing that I have to ask, and I look her in the face, for some reason, that sparks laughter. And I don't know why, but, again, I think she does it just because it, it irritates me. And then we we both break out into laughter, and then you forget what the hell you were going to talk about in the first place, or if you were angry. That's why I do it. I, you know what? If you're having an argument, you know, look at your spouse really weird, like, and then see if you can get them to laugh. Maybe I don't know. That's what you're supposed to do. I heard what you're supposed to do is if you're in an argument, you're just supposed to get naked because you can't be mad at somebody that's naked. Oh no! But when I do that and you laugh at me, then I get really insecure. So that's why I don't do that. Okay. But well, thank you. you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for it's basically for my benefit, not for yours. But you know, I it is what it is. I, that's what I heard. Um, so we just basically laugh at each other, and even the deepest arguments, you know, the most serious argument, at some point, somebody laughs about something, and it's and then we don't necessarily forget what we were mad about, but it definitely helps you kind of move forward. It helps forward. break the tension. Because we all fight. We all argue. Okay, oh, that's what couples are going to do. And if you don't fight and argue, then there's something wrong with you. And you probably need counseling. Yeah. 
You just have to laugh at yourselves and you have to be, you know, in that moment, you have to be able to be there for the other person and do whatever it takes to take their mind away from the tension or the, the pain or the anger or whatever emotion is is kind of affecting them that day. You have to be able to kind of break that. And however you choose to do it, you know, that's that really depends on your relationship. But I think, like I said, we don't have the right answer here. Um, we're All we can do is kind of guide you in, in what we've experienced and how we think that we were able to to beat the statistics. Say, say something. This is an audio podcast. There's no video this week. I apologize, Woo! but we're laying in bed, so it would be weird. And so it's only audio, so you staring at me is really odd. You got to say something. Give the people some advice. I don't know. Oh, jeez. No, this, like, this is what we're dealing with, people. This, this is what I'm dealing with. I, I will say that the I, I guess the best advice I can think of is try to remember what you saw in them in the first place. I mean, deep down inside, there's got to be something that you know makes you still attracted to them. Um, I don't know. It's we don't have all the answers, and we're never going to say that we have all the answers. And there was a time, probably a few months, two to probably between two to six months after Jay's pass. I don't remember the exact timeline that I definitely thought that we were going to be part of that 20, that 80 percent. And we were fighting constantly over stupid, stupid stuff. And I remember going into Jace's room, popping my head into Jace's room. Um, like I do every night to say goodnight to her just because it's part of the routine. And I remember saying to her, you know, you got to help us out. Otherwise, you know, we're really struggling. And, you know, from that point on, I don't know, like I didn't consciously make the effort to say, hey, I'm going to try everything in my power not to fight. But she must have heard us because we we got better. Um, I mean, we still had arguments here and there, but, you know, I... I guess we just found a way to make them not so bad. Maybe I don't know. What do you What do you think on it? I know, well, you know. I know that those those months after that were rough for us. And um, you know, from the time that we started doing her kind of pre treatments and things like that until I went back to work, I was home for seven months. Um, you know, a few of those obviously I was in the hospital with her, but. You know, we were together all the time, and that was not really something that we had experienced in our relationship because always one of us, you know, in the very beginning we were both working, and then it was one of us was working, so we weren't together 24-7, and it was kind of new to us, and I think stuff that we didn't normally see around the other person was kind of coming out, and and we learned a lot about each other, and but we were also at that point going through something very hard, um, and I know like, you know, I mentioned at one point that when I was in the hospital with her, I was extremely insecure because I was gone for so long. A total, I think the last point was like 52 days and it was, I was very insecure. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know, 
at that point, if we were going to last, I kind of felt like you became so independent and I got angry. Well, I was forced to be independent. Right. I didn't, I mean, I was basically a single mom with, you know, I was rushing around, you know, ushering two teenagers everywhere because at that point, neither one of them were driving. So I was responsible for taking them to all their extracurriculars before school, after school, evenings, you know, sometimes I wouldn't come home till 10 o'clock at night with them and still taking care of all the household chores. And I was, I was a single parent. You just, like you were a single parent. You had different responsibilities. Neither one of us wanted to do what we were doing. And I told you multiple times, yeah, I can do everything on my own and I have no problems doing everything on my own, but I choose to do it all with you by my side. And I used, I don't think you liked that answer. No, I, I didn't. And like I said, it was, there was just being away for that long. Like I said, the insecurities and I was, I was tired and exhausted and, you know, all the stuff that, that I had been through with Jace for that time. And, and it, you know, it, it definitely, it messes with you and it, it, it definitely puts you in a place that, that, makes you scared of what's going on and you have no idea how things are going to turn out. And it was, there, there was a lot that went on and I'm, and I'm glad that, you know, that I had that experience because I think it, it made me appreciate everything that you're capable of more than I did before. And the fact that we could do it separately, but together at the same time, I think, I think it made us a stronger couple. And, you know, again, I don't claim that, that we, are the, you know, the experts in this case and that we know everything or how to make a relationship work. But I think what we've done, what works for us and we've found a way to, um, to, to move forward with our relationship and with our marriage and, and try to keep things as new and exciting as possible while still being able to kind of go back and have those days where we can just sit and laugh and, and have a good time or, you know, if one of us is having a bad day that the other one can pick up on it and, you know, try to make it better or leave you the hell alone if you don't want to be messed with. Um, you know, I, and, and at the same time, I think we're still learning. I think we're still kind of figuring things out and we're still trying to to make it as perfect as possible. And I don't think there's a, a perfect answer. No, you're it's never it's never gonna be perfect. You just learn to adapt. Adapt and overcome, right there. Sure. Get close to your get close to your your Shh. microphone there. She's got it, it stuck on a pillow. But I think I think that's I think that's the best that we can do to answer that question. And a lot of a lot of questions or a lot of things that we get asked, I think the best we can do is is kind of base the answer on experience and not necessarily that it's the the answer that's gonna work for everybody. Yeah, like what works for what works for us, you know, is not going to be a cookie cutter example of what's gonna work for anybody else. I mean, your journey may be, include, you know, therapy, marriage counseling, grief counseling, whatever. Um, ours hasn't, 
it may some point in life you never know but i'm i'm the kind of person that doesn't want to talk about my feelings i won't even talk to him to my family half the time um he knows that drives him nuts but it's it's just how it works for me well it, it definitely does i think that um i wish i definitely wish that she that she talked to me more um and gave me the opportunities to kind of understand how she's feeling on bad days and stuff like that but you know in one day you know i'm not saying it's going to be anytime soon but one day maybe i'll be able to accept that but at this point i i still really don't i don't like that she doesn't but that's how she deals with it you know i deal with things differently and that's okay i think that the best thing we can do is kind of you know allow each other to to uh to deal with things in their own light and be there for them when they when they need it and leave them the hell alone when they don't want it and i think i think that's worked for us for you know 20 years i think it'll be it has been 20 years yeah 19 we married 19 we were together for a year prior to that yeah. Yeah. so 20 years don't try to block out that year dear Sorry, all right yeah she's trying to block it out trying to block out a whole year you gotta you gotta roll with it. Two thousand three was an okay year, all right. Sure. Yeah. All, all right, right then. So we're hoping that this uh sounds pretty good. We hope that we we've answered some of maybe the questions that we've gotten about this, or maybe we've given you a little bit more insight as to why um maybe we kind of beat the statistic or you know, how you can beat the statistic. And listen, you know, it kind of goes back to, again, what she said is just remember why you guys fell in love. Remember why you got together in the first place. And, you know, when it gets rough, just try to go back and, and remember those times and remember that you're going through the same thing together and when what you're feeling, they're feeling as well. And just try to feed off of that and, and, and you know, bounce your ideas off each other. And don't forget to dance in the kitchen. And it helps when you have a basement dweller living with you. Oh, no. Who we like to embarrass. That helps. We like to show him what true love is because he believes that love is dead and there's no, he won't, he won't accept a relationship as a relationship and he's sworn them off. So we've decided to make um, him as awkward as possible at every opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Life. Oh, right. absolutely. If we, if we can get him to get up and walk away because we've said something <laughs> inside joke or something, you know, but too dirty he likes to uh you know it embarrasses him and and you know what he gets flustered but that's uh that's that's us that's that's our love that's our relationship that's our goofiness and that's intolerance and tolerance you gotta learn to tolerate the person i and tolerate it, you most times and it takes too long to break in a new spouse it does you know what just remember lessons nobody else on this planet went through your specific situation with you except that other person and finding somebody else that you would have to then explain everything and understand your life and all that's a lot of work you don't want to do it you want to swear that off you just want to stick together and uh you know dance and laugh and and giggle and and be goofy and you know what every once in a while you got to just slap them on the ass and tell them you love them right Sure. She hates it, but I do it anyway because you know it, it just hurts. it just lets her know that I'm here, um, and you know that's how it is, right? 
What else do you got to say to the good people? G- give me something. Give me a word of wisdom. Here, you guys are going to love this. Go ahead. Give me something. You're holding on to something. I can see it in your face. What do you got? I really don't have She's got nothing. Anything. You got nothing left? I'm tired. She's tired. She's tired. Well, it's, it's past my bedtime. It is past her bedtime. All right. We're going to go ahead and get this bad boy uploaded. I have... We're going to tolerate each other as long as we can. Um, I apologize that this episode is late. I went back to work for the first time in three months, and I did not time manage correctly to get this updated. Here we go. And you know what? Should I just quit? Should I just just stay home with you? Yeah, why not? All right, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to stay home with her. We're going to tolerate the hell out of each other. You haven't bothered me. I haven't bothered her. At least she's saying it right now to the public. I haven't bothered I mean, that you. One day when you asked me about twelve thousand times if I was okay, that kind of bothered. That bothered her. Oh yeah. By the way, guys, if she says she's okay, don't keep asking. Um, if and she, do the dishes. And do the dishes. Make especially sure especially the silverware. The silverware. You got to do the silverware. Or if you unload the dishwasher, you have to put it away. Um, don't just oh, put it on the counter. Nuts. <laughs> don't just put it on the counter and walk away. Just remember, you got to do it. It also drives me nuts that she lets the the, uh, the dishes touch the top of the ceiling in the kitchen just to tell me she's going to do it after dinner. Drives me nuts well, it too. It makes no sense to do the dishes before you start dinner. Just have dirty dishes again to finish after dinner. You know what? Just get them all done at once. Paper plates and plastic forks, guys. It makes it easier. That works too. There you go. You got a fire pit. You burn it. No, nothing goes to the landfill. You know what I'm saying? Well, you wouldn't put your dishes in the landfill. The paper plates and the and the plastic forks. That's silly. It is silly. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was just kidding. Just put the damn dishes away. Put the damn dishes away. That is the that is the nugget of information. If you're gonna if you're gonna listen to this whole podcast, rewind it. Ready? Put the damn dishes away. That's right. And the, embarrass your basement dweller. Embarrass anybody living with you that's not that is not family. Uh, make sure that your kids know what true love is and that they know the key to it is tolerance. Um, <laughs> um, break out dances and songs during dinner time and make sure that you're both getting involved in it. And the dances. It doesn't have to be at dinner time. It can be whenever. It can, I mean, it can be whenever. I mean, there's times I sit on the couch and just totally break out in song. You, you couch dance? Catch a little, catch a little ditty. She catch a little... <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest. It's it's a roller coaster. You know what I mean? But it there yeah, that's the best thing. If y'all don't know what, what yeah, you'll know. It's a roller coaster. Women know. Women know. So do the guys. All right, we're gonna we're gonna call it. Okay. All right, we're All good. Right, now I love you. Sure. There it is again. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I, I try, love you too. Yeah, whatever. You're really showing it. Yeah, well, it is what All right. it is. Love you. I love you too. I hope that we've been able to kind of give you a little insight as to how we survived this long and how we'll keep on surviving. So, again, keep on dancing. Keep on singing. Get a little ditty in you. Embarrass the basement dweller. Embarrass the basement dweller and make sure you do the damn dishes. Absolutely. The silverware. The silverware's got to be done. All right. See you later, guys. Thanks uh, for everything. Just make sure you... Comment on the video. Let us know if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about. We'll see you next week. And there's a yawn. That's perfect. (laughs) Way to end it. I couldn't help it. See you later, guys.